Give us this day our daily bread. How many times have you prayed that line of the Lord's Prayer? How much time have you spent contemplating what it means? Why Jesus said it? How do you experience that line, give us this day our daily bread, in your own life? For me, it echoes the reading from Exodus this morning, while pointing us to in the gospel, I am the bread of life. In the Exodus story, Moses has led the people to freedom after hundreds of years of slavery. But now that they have been free for only a short time, they have become anxious about the scarcity of food. And in such a short time, they seem to have forgotten what it was to be enslaved or are suddenly finding comfort in the predictability they had in enslavement. They are tempted by the security of having food over the opportunity of freedom with all its uncertainty. God hears their complaining that were they were they freed only to starve in the wilderness, and so sends quails and manna, but done as a test to see if they will follow and trust God. One thing that I love about Scripture is how God always says what God is going to do. The food that God provides is only good for that day. The mana goes bad, and new mana must be collected each morning. God gives the people their daily bread, but not more. There is enough to meet their needs. The people's desire and anxiety for food is understandable. If you are familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, physiological needs like food, shelter, are primary, as is security. But God is calling the people, and us, to something more. God will provide for the basic needs in hopes that the people will then trust And follow God. Give us this day our daily bread is asking God to provide what we need for today. It can be hard to relate to this if you are like me and have never ever worried where you will get your next meal. Indeed, I pretty regularly go to Costco to get what I need for the month. But throughout this pandemic, this congregation has helped provide up to 300 brown bag meals a day 
for our neighbors in Marin who rely on the St. Vincent de Paul dining room for their food. This need is very close to us, even if we haven't experienced it ourselves. And when I have visited our sister parish in Malawi, Africa, I have met people who rely on subsistence farming, who spend much of their day trying to gather or grow or collect what they need to survive, to provide for their daily bread. It is so different than anything I have experienced. And ironically, I have found that people whose lives are more focused on meeting their basic needs than mine is, also more easily put their and hope in the bread of life. Maslow later revised his hierarchy of needs to put self-transcendence or spiritual needs at the very top. For autism of Maslow's hierarchy, including it being so ethnocentric, it is a great image to explain Jesus' message in the gospel today. The basic primary need of food. Spiritual needs at the top. To be human is to long for more than daily life provides. Or as St. Augustine said, our hearts are restless until they rest in God. After the feeding of the 5,000, the crowd tracks down Jesus, saying they want to see a sign that he is the Messiah. Jesus accuses them of following him only because they want more bread. They want to be fed again. And more importantly, Jesus tells them that they missed the sign. It was God, not Moses, who provided the manna in the wilderness. And it was Jesus who provided enough daily bread for the crowd out of five loaves and two fish. In other words, Jesus had already done what only God can do. Jesus is not a new Moses, but is himself divine. And the feeding of the 5,000 was the sign. God provided the daily bread. So instead of, instead of wanting more and more of it, the people should look to their deeper spiritual needs. But they are doing what so many of us do, confusing our wants with what we really need. And perhaps because we don't fully trust God, seeking fulfillment, but not self-transcendence. Don't get me wrong, self-actualization and self-fulfillment are incredibly important. But our deep spiritual hunger can only be met by God 
despite our efforts to satisfy it ourselves. Think of all the ways we try to feed that spiritual hunger on our own. Achievement and status, material possessions, physical pleasures of all sorts, which aren't bad in and of themselves, but continually fall short or become unhealthy when we rely on them to meet a need which they cannot meet. This is what Jesus means when he says, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Jesus is saying to the crowd and to us, I will give you what you need. I am what you need. But you have to take it. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is an invitation to a trusting relationship with Jesus. What God most desires in Exodus and in the gospel is a relationship that gives us life. A relationship where our restless hearts find rest in God. The theologian and professor William Willimon said, To be a Christian means to be someone who is related in a vital, life-giving way to the person of Jesus Christ. Christianity is not so much a philosophy of life as it is a relationship with a life-giving person. Every time we celebrate the Eucharist, we do what Jesus told us to do in remembrance of him. It is the sacrament of our life-giving relationship with Jesus. Come to Christ's table for the food that endures to eternal life.